Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Okay. Welcome to B-Sides and Beers podcast episode eight. Today we're talking about our best and worst concerts. Uh, what are we drinking tonight, boys? Um, I'm drinking uh, limited edition. I usually wouldn't have this, but it was in the pack, so I'm going to try it. This is the Granville Island Watermelon Lager. Okay. Have you ever tried this before? No, this is uh, apparently limited edition according to this uh, right here. So that makes it uh, better. I don't yeah, well, it's in the pack, so I'm going to give it a whirl. It's uh bright, crisp lager with a subtle hint of your favorite summertime taste. Ooh. So give that a try and see what it tastes like. I'm not usually into super fruity beers, but. Yeah. It came in the pack, so why not? Mm-hmm. Ah, something else. There's like, it's their usual stuff. Like they've got like the IPA, like the West Coast IPA. They got all their regular stuff, but then they just threw in this like summer limited edition thing. So, Hmm. yeah. Nice. Cool. That's what I got. Dane? Sweet. I've got a backcountry mountain life uh, this is a pale ale. I had this last week and nice. it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, backcountry, one of my favorites. I think they're out of Squamish. And um, they've got a delicious IPA called Widowmaker whenever I'm at the. Uh, um, oh, I think it's called the Troller uh, at Horseshoe Bay. There's a little okay. pub there that used to be uh, a brew pub back in the day. Anyway, whenever I commute, sometimes I stop there and grab a bite to eat. And they've got uh, backcountry on tap, this Widowmaker. It's really good. But this one is, uh, it's super nice. And the uh, the artwork on the yeah, can is cool. Fun too. What's on it? It's like mountain bike okay. themed. Like Northern like, Lights kind and of? Then, and then like, yeah, uh, like a bunch of dudes having a big fire, having a cool. camp out drinking tons, tons of this backcountry mountain life oh yeah you got to how, how did how did they get it all out there <laughs> yeah. on their mountain bikes put it in those little <laughs> holders for your water bottle they just everybody's got yep. one in there <laughs> <Everyone>. <laughs> that's yeah, a, a whole a whole lot of duct tape oh yeah. <laughs> yeah uh tonight i got some sleeman honey brown lager Always, always a, nice. a good go-to. Cheers. Always a good go-to. Cheers. Right on. Cheers, boys. Okay, so who wants to start off? Do we want to do a best? How do we want to flip-flop this? What do you want to do? Uh-oh, I thought this was worst it, concert. Best and worst. Oh. <laughs> Scramble to make something up. <laughs> worst was actually really hard because i mean 
Every show yep. is different. Every band is different. I had a really hard time yep. with this one. Yeah. I had a couple. I had a clear cut uh, worst concert experience. So let's, let's start <laughs> off with it? you. Well, I, it, okay. Well, it was good. <laughs> let's just start by saying that this is the first and only pop show I've ever been to. Okay. And yeah, I had never been to a pop show before. And uh, I still have the concert stub. Well, whatever. I still have the concert stub for the best concert, but I have the printout because that's what happened then um, for this concert. And this happened on Friday, September 4th, 2015. Okay. At Rexall Place, (laughs) the Coliseum, whatever you want to call it. Um, But this was... um, (laughs) <laughs> here Live. Janet Jackson <laughs> Janet Jackson okay okay so Nicole's a big Janet Jackson fan and like you know whatever <laughs> I'll I'll go right we'll go see it so like okay 2015 right so this is like way late like this is not in the heyday, right? This is no. a rhythm no. nation. And, I, and that's funny because <laughs> when Nicole and I were talking about this this week, because I was talking about the worst concert experiences, she's like, you know, like we thought we were going there and we were going to go see Rhythm Nation. And we, <laughs> for the only time, man, in my life, we left two songs in. Wow. Two songs. Holy we didn't fuck. even make it two songs, man. It was... <laughs> That painful. You guys had a babysitter and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a full-on uh, thing, right? after two and songs. We were like, uh, no. So, like, the, I mean, first thing you can tell right off the bat, like, when you're, like, waiting in the concourse and you see everybody walking by and you're like, this is a pop show. Like, this is, like, an experience, <laughs> like, I've never had before, right? Like, I have never been to this before. So, you know, not my crowd, not my scene usually, right? And that's okay. That's fine not judging it it's just not my thing so you know like while this is going on they have this like live dj inside the coliseum like on stage and this cat is playing songs off of janet's new album wow to warm you up before she comes out because no one knows the album or any of the songs you're right so (laughs) we're nicole and i are like this is really like cheesy like that's really bad like we don't we didn't it was like a bad taste right off the bat right so we're like okay and then like we found out that there's this like girl this like young girl from Sherwood Park that like made the cut as one of her dancers right so we were like well that's kind of cool like you know she made it that's all right so like the show starts and like (laughs) she comes out man like and we're talking Janet Jackson and it was I don't even know how to describe it to you guys. It's kind of like, you know, watching a senior citizen trying to dance to Rhythm Nation. Like, if you can imagine (laughs) what that would look like, you know, just kind of half-assing a lot of things, right? A lot of the moves and stuff like that and not really doing it. Your backup dancers are way better than you are, including the girl from Sherwood Park. So (laughs) it was, and, and it was all lip synced 
<laughs> oh fuck! So the DJ just like replayed everything. Yeah, he, he probably was just sitting backstage, hitting play, and being like, "Next track." <laughs> like, wow. it was two songs in, and where I turned to Nicole, I'm like, "Are you done?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Kate, let's hit it." And that was it. Like, we went out for dinner and drinks after that. It was awesome again because, like, I've left a concert early a couple times, and it's the best because the parking like you can just get out and like everybody's (laughs) like you you know you can't come back in after this happens right and i'm like yeah i know i can't come back in yeah i'm quite okay with that (laughs) (laughs) so that was it man and like what was this concert how much was this thing okay that's not bad 29 bucks that's that's all right that Um, i was expecting more but yeah yeah, unbreakable the unbreakable world tour uh 29 bucks (laughs) that is my worst experience it was just that painful to watch and you kept the ticket yeah man it was because it's like you know every time every time i went to a show (laughs) i just had this little like this little rubber made that i would just throw the ticket stub in like every single time i came back to the show even from a movie i just chuck it in there right yeah so going back through this week i was like that's how i found some of these ones um and i was like well i wonder if i can find the best and worst concert ticket that i've got and i found them both so wow uh yeah like and and you know there's so much it's so much better with these like tickets you know it just feels like you know it it, it's like for real it feels like these internet printout tickets are just kind of like not quite the same right like right that's my worst one so there i I fired it up started it out that's awful yeah That's, that's too bad. It was too bad, man. We were we were disappointed, right? Like we wanted. Were you like listening to Janet Jackson on the well, way to the Coliseum? Not, not that like... quite. Like we were like you know we knew what we were getting into, but I guess we didn't know like how bad it was really gonna be. Like you can't dance and you're not singing, so what are we here for? Like just to watch you on stage, like for two hours or an hour and a half, however long you can do this for, like. You know, it was it was just kind of like maybe we shouldn't be watching this, like one of those things. Like you know, like maybe we should just excuse ourselves because it feels wrong to be watching this right now. So she took my twenty nine dollars, or sorry, my you know sixty bucks, and you know, I don't know. Did, did, did Nicole wear? Did Nicole do. show up to the show in the t shirt? No, she's not. She wasn't being that guy. She wasn't being that guy. <laughs> no, but you know, it was just one of those things where like she finally got a chance to like see a, a, a you know, she liked Janet Jackson back in the day, like back in the 90s. So, you know, it was like one of her like acts that she liked. So we were like, well, let's see it. And then you go see it. You're like, oh, this is not 1990. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is 2015. And like, you know, anyways, I, I'm sure Janet Jackson's not going to listen to this podcast, I guess, and the odd chance that she does. Story, but you know, <laughs> nor would she give her. She didn't out. quite have it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, she didn't have it that night. I don't know. Maybe it was Edmonton. Maybe it was the Rexall. Maybe it was. I don't know. But anyways, that's my. It's my bad one. <laughs> that's, that's a, a good, very bad, good one. bad one. Okay. It was. It, yeah. it was super super tough trying to find a bad one. Uh, but then I came up with one. <laughs> <laughs> wait can we guess you'll never guess it ever but go ahead go ahead oh. yes <laughs> I, I would like to hear your guess well i need a little bit of like give me some context okay, around it was this 2001 and i was dragged okay. to the 
show by an X. <laughs> that could be anything. Okay. Could be almost anything. <laughs> I think I know okay, the X. Yeah. So uh, it was. Um, do you want to guess or not? Okay. Lay it on me. David Usher for yeah. <laughs> Morning Orbit 2001. Ooh. Yeah. That is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> that was going to be one of mine, but he didn't even like, the band didn't even play, so I, I thought it didn't count, but like, that is so hilarious. Bad. So we, we David get to- Usher was going to be on yeah. your list too? Yeah, we were, me and my friend were there at the Thunderdome for, ready for the show, and he came on stage and he was like, I got laryngitis, I can't, we can't play. <laughs> and we booed him, and we were the only people booing, and then people started booing <laughs> us, and then we just That's awesome. But since they didn't play, I thought it didn't count. It Sorry, still Mike, counts. It still counts as being awful. <laughs> Oh, well, this was at uh, this was at Reds or whatever they called it at the time. I don't even remember. Ed's Reds, same Ed's, thing. Reds, yeah, event <laughs> center, whatever they want to call it. Anyway, so we show up to this this concert, and I couldn't care less about him or the album or whatever. So we get there, and automatically she wants to race up to the front. So we race up to the front. So we get up to the very front bar there, and everything kicks off, and couple songs in the the crowd is is pushing so hard against the front to get closer for whatever reason and i kind of look back and it's almost like a mosh pit at a david usher concert it was retarded (laughs) and uh so so i'm standing up at the rail and i've got i've got both hands up on the rail and i've got her in front of me and i've got some other chick in front of me that was just kind of there and I've, I've got both my hands on the front railing and the crowd is pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And I'm, I'm using all my power to hold people back so nobody gets crushed. And the whole night, she kept looking back at me and being pissed off because I wasn't having fun. But having no idea that I'm holding back a crowd from crushing two other people the entire time. So zero fun for this really shitty show that I had to go to. So. Did he do any moist songs? Of course he did. <laughs> oh yeah. Of course he did. Oh yeah. He had to play oh, he had to. to play the hits. Yeah, it was awful. What a name, hey. What a name for a oh, band. Oh, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we used to hate moist back in the day. Remember we used to make fun of him all the time cuz he had a keyboard oh, player. Man, we were like, fuck. "Man, they're so yeah. bad cuz they have a keyboard player." They're just there, garbage. There was there was yeah, there was so much bad with those <laughs> there, guys. There was but. a couple songs that I dug, but other than that, I just it was it was hard. And then his solo project was even worse. So, oh, buddy, yep. that is hilariously. I was literally <laughs> going to, yeah, but <laughs> now you gotta think of another one off the cuff. Mm-hmm. I stole your answer. I oh, I've got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did because we didn't see David Usher. <laughs> And we basically got like thrown out of the place. So (laughs) did you get your money back for that show? Uh, No, no, Dane, did you get your money back? No, I I think these are like very irresponsible times. So I don't know. I don't even know how like we would have done it. And yeah, I just remember like shotgunning beer in the parking lot afterwards. Just like, fuck, David. Wouldn't you have to? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> before and after 
Yeah. Yeah. That is so funny. I don't, I do remember like, um, I think, um, no, he didn't even play one song. It was like, he just waited, he made us wait forever. And then he came out on stage and he was just like, I have laryngitis. And I just remember booing because that's, that's what we did. <laughs> and people started booing us and it wasn't a good situation. But like, what's up with that? I mean, like, so obviously Mike, the show yeah. that you were at, like there was like a security issue or was it just a, like a ton of teenage girls that just wanted to like, well, see I David don't think Usher. they were all teenage, but yeah, there was a lot of them that were young and they just wanted to get as close as they could. Yeah. That's basically what moist was. I think it was just like David Usher being like himself, like a, a pretty boy or whatever and like i don't even remember the songs i don't remember any songs from his solo career <laughs> me you're neither not, you're not we went anything <laughs> we went and saw him dane we went we showed up late though so we missed him on purpose remember we was um it was moist and i'm other earth no remember way. We said it was at and, the shaw okay so it was, was that the shaw conference center and uh was that with the new no. singer or was that with, no, that uh, was with Edwin. Edwin. Yeah, Edwin. That was with Edwin? Yeah. So we showed up right on. That would have been an awesome show. It. Yeah. We showed up late on purpose and then it was like two songs of moist <laughs> and then it was changeover and it was I Mother Earth. So that's right. the only time I saw them. Dose. Oh no, maybe I saw them at Edge Fest. I think I was there too for Edge maybe. Fest. They were happened to be there too. Oh Edge man. Fest. You were at those shows, weren't you? <sighs> I re I missed like one or two, but I've been to one or yeah. two. Mike, did you go to those back yeah. in the day? I, I was never able to go to any of those Edge Edge Fests. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was another good thing then too, the right? Like it feels like the rock festival around our area was never a thing, right? Like we kind of, it, it was it was tough to keep it going and like get, you know, they had all those things. They had like that, uh, what was that, Stage 13? You remember Stage 13 when they yep. did that for a while out and like, I think they did it out in Camrose. Yep. Like, you know, it just feels like it would, if we had a reoccurring rock festival every year, like they did for Big Valley, can you imagine like how much fun that would have been back in the day? Like you just knew every year, every August long weekend, you were going to this, you know, rocking festival that had all these revolving acts. It would be kind of sweet. Well, they tried put, they tried That's doing that for so long and too many people were dying of drug overdoses. So they had to shut it down. Yeah, if you're kind of, if you're listening to country music, sunstroke. Yeah, sunstroke and drinking your face off. So yep. which is better? Like, exactly. I was just gonna say, I wish I would have because I'm like into country music now. I dig country music. I I really do appreciate it now. Not only for like awesome ly lyrics like "God is good, beer is great, <laughs> people are crazy." I just listened to that one today. Honky tonk, badonka donk. Um, <laughs> oh man. But like, I wish I would have been into to country back in the day because the big Valley shows, I bet you they were like a really good time. And I just like was too cool not to go watch country music. We listened to a ton, we listened to like, a ton of country though. When we went to those parties, all those cowboys are playing nothing but Garth Brooks and Alan Jackson. We heard it when we were drinking all the time. Yeah. Right? And that's maybe why I got such a sour exactly, taste in my mouth. Exactly. We, that's what set you off, I think. Yeah, but I, you know, it just recently, like I've been getting into country, and like first of all, it was like the the like wacky lyrics, 
And a lot of them are talking about drinking and God and, and whatever silliness. But then like, you know, you have a beer outside on the deck in the sun and it's like, yeah, I can, I can play country outside on the deck. I can't play Lamb of God. <laughs> oh, come on. The deck. <laughs> sure you can. <laughs> have you, have you heard the new Lamb of God? It's pretty rad. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's it's standard Lamb of I, God, but... I think they yeah, kicked it good. up to another level because there was a lot of albums that I really dug certain songs, but not a full album. And this is the only one that I can think of that I've listened to front to back and wanted to listen again. I don't know what yeah. they changed with it, but they, they did something. And the other ones were, you know, prior to that, it was like, okay, Lamb of God, you hear five songs and you're good from any album because it's so so similar yeah. but this this one was this one was good so I mean first of all yeah this latest album I think it's self-titled mm-hmm. um it's so effing yep. technical it's just like technical on technical it's awesome um and I I remember trying to get into Lamb of God like years ago and I was just like nah it's not for me maybe it was like uh the lyrics or not even the lyrics, just the, what's his name? The guy yeah, yeah. who, yep. uh, the singer, yep. the screamer. Um, and I, and the songs were just like too all over the place for me. But then um, I just started listening to Sacrament and I really cool. dig that album. Yeah. It's like, it's one of my favorite albums for sure, but maybe I'll talk yeah, about that later. Save on. that one for sure. Um, yeah. But give um, us your worst concert. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to clear the air a little bit here. This is uh, this is something that happened when we were on an actual record label back in the day. And <laughs> can, do you guys remember this record label? I don't remember the name, but I know. <laughs> yep. So we were on uh, a record label record label called Investors Records oh, yeah, or something like Investors that. Group or something. Hmm. Right. And it was the sketchy dude <laughs> that gave away all our CDs. Swag. 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 Just, swag yeah. yeah. Swag. swag, man. It's swag. And we're like, no, no, <laughs> stop giving away our stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, so he got us for, I don't know how, he knew someone who worked at Reds. And he, so he got us like some regular gigs at West Edmonton Mall at Reds. Right. No, Reds. Reds uh, was my hookup. Reds was that Mike guy, okay, the well, guy with the yeah. cane. Yeah, he was. He was my hookup. Oh, right. okay. Well, then, all right. So maybe this story is is a little bit. My memory no, is like you're definitely on not, the right path. He's doing me a disservice you're on the right, right path. now. Was it Palladium? So, yeah, maybe that it was, was Palladium. Really yeah. So anyway, uh, the concert was the Real Mackenzies. And it was a phenomenal show. So actually, let me rewind this a little bit. Uh, my cousin scored some tickets to see the Real Mackenzies at Palladium. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, I've got like a 2.6 of rye, I don't know what, in my pocket. Um, some kind of whiskey, really cheap. You got whatever. a 2.6 in your and pocket? <laughs> oh, Mickey, sorry, Mickey. <laughs> Although I have, and maybe I can, well, I won't do two, but I have brought in a two six of something into a concert before and been kicked out. 
And the funny thing is my sister was kicked out of the same band anyway. Maybe I'll save that yeah, for another yeah. show. So I got a Mickey in my pocket. There's security at the door and they're frisking everyone. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to have to drink all this right now. <laughs> and so I pound the Mickey and I'm not a big guy, obviously. Um, walk in and I'm feeling good. And the Real, Real Mackenzie's are awesome. It was a great show. And um, we had played there before. And I'm pretty sure it was Reds because I remember I knew how to get into the back room, into the green room. And um, I think Mad Caddies opened up for them. And I just wanted to like go meet everybody. And so I just like casually um, walked behind the stage and went into that green room that was behind the stage. And um, Real McKenzie's weren't there. Mad Caddies were there. I hung out with them for a while and chatted and had a great time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty drunk. Um, they're done and they're packing up and they're going. And so I walk on the stage and jump off. And immediately there's like six guys that grab me. And they're like, what were you doing? And I was like, I don't know. It was just backstage. And so they take me to a room and shut the door and my cousin's outside just like screaming at them and and just like being an idiot and they want to take my picture and i'm like no that you can't you don't have any right to take my picture and i'm just being like an idiot and um i don't even remember what happened after that the next day whatever that dude's name was who owned investors music kicked us off the label yep right that's what happened yeah. And I felt so bad. I felt like I had just kind of like wrecked everything, even he though didn't like do anything for us, he didn't do anything. He just gave yeah. away our CDs. <laughs> we from that though, too, we lost that, uh, reds hookup. Cause that's cause what Mike I, yeah. called me like a day or two days later. And he's like, what the hell is your bass player doing? he's you know causing yeah. a ruckus in reds and i'm like what man like I, I haven't even talked to him what what is going on and i didn't know at the time what, what had even happened but he's like yeah he was causing a scene he was bees bad all this kind of stuff and i'm like well i'm sorry man like i don't know you know like what happened like i can't vouch for him or you know i wasn't there kind of thing so i don't know if we ever got back on there but then that guy left mike left or he got he fired or something like that Oh, we yeah. did. And then somebody else came on and we were able to get on with them for a little bit too, but it kind of worked out all right, the timing of it, because yeah, it just had a trickle down effect, right? Okay. They, they just so, couldn't handle how um, rock and roll you were. Mm. Throwing TVs out windows and, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they banned me from Reds. They're like, you're no longer allowed here. Just because you walked across um, the stage? Yeah, and it was because, like, <laughs> they wanted to take my picture. They took me in this room, and, like, someone was wearing rubber gloves, and they thought what? I was, like, yeah, it was like really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on. And, like, obviously, like, you know, I'm pretty drunk, and I'm pissed off, and I'm like, you can't take my picture. And they're like, all right, then you're banned for life. And I was like, okay, fine. And maybe it wasn't the next day, but I do remember like getting the phone call from you, Mike, and you're like, 
dude, we can't play at Reds ever again because of you. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, it was a go-to. But <laughs> and, it wasn't long after that he was gone. And then we, you were, your band, the band was off and we were okay after that. And then you, okay. So this is another thing that I wanted to ask because there's footage of you guys playing Reds. And there's like this giant bass player. Yeah, that was that was after you after you quit. I don't know if it was because of something with with you and Trev or what happened with that, but you ended up leaving. And then we found okay. this other guy through another cat that I hung out with a while. It was his brother or whatever. So that was and a weird he, scene too. Those two guys were weird, weird hanging out with those guys and his brother kind of hanging out with us and kind of doing, I don't know what he was doing. It was lots of behind the scenes stuff there too. Yeah. It was like, there there was a lot of cool, fun stuff with that cat, but uh, yeah, (laughs) but that, that was, that was only like one show. And then I don't know what happened after that. that And then you came back. Yay. Yeah. 15 (laughs) years later or (laughs) Because I think for me that was like the beginning of the end for me. I think yeah. it was just like I think everything shut down after that. I gotta, I gotta go to school. I gotta do something. It's time. <laughs> I can't it's be time in a I'm band. An adult. <laughs> <laughs> and fair enough. I probably did need to grow up a little bit, but um, yeah. So I couldn't really think of like a worse concert because you know I got punched in the face at a No Effects concert. That sucked, but it was that's still a, a pretty bad good story. concert. Yeah, that's so. all right. <laughs> that counts as a win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that was definitely mine, just because I remember how I felt afterwards, and I was like, I just wrecked everything. <laughs> all your fault. <laughs> We're never getting a record deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That, that trickle-down effect that it all came down, it was like, it's funny the, the the backstory behind it. <laughs> yeah, all those years later. Uh, let's go to favorite concerts then. Let's go back to you, Mike. All right, uh, I have a two parter here. Well, actually, it's technically oh. it's technically a four parter, I guess. Four parter? What is this? Well, okay. I didn't know about four parts. I I only have one. <laughs> Surprise! Uh, you can't pick a top four. Hang on, that's against the on. rules. Hang on. They, they're all linked. So it's very rare when you go to a concert to see the headline act and you are blown away, uh, blown away by the, uh, by the opener. It never happens. Most of the time it's so disappointing and you just don't care. But these two shows, I was, I was completely blown away and changed once again as a musician because of these shows. So the first one was 2002. It was Tool for their Lateralis tour. Now with Tool, personally for me, Lateralis was the their best album, kind of their, their peak of everything. Everything after that was kind of okay, but it if they shut down after Lateralis, I would have been content with their body of work so i go to see lateralis and the opening band is a band called mashuga now mashuga is a very unique band uh they were touring the album called nothing um they they've been around for 
let's see, probably 80. They formed in 87. Uh, first EP was 89. And then their first debut was 95. So they've been around forever. And this album had just come out in 2002. And I had not heard of them prior to. Uh, they were just so unique and so just just something different in the metal world where you've got you've got two guitar players playing super detuned seven strings you've got a drummer that's playing super technical very obscure uh just just weird time signatures polyrhythms just the the most bizarre um i you could probably uh you know, explain a little more flip, but uh, it, it was just something I'd never heard before. And I was completely blown away the entire show of theirs. And then when Tool came on for Lateralis, they come on the stage and you see, you see Adam Jones on stage and you see, uh, um, you know, they got the drummer. Come on, brain. You got Danny Adam Carey. Jones, Danny Carey. Thank you. And you, you see Justin on there, uh, but you don't see Maynard. So they, they start. I remember the show. I was yep. at that show so, too. So you don't see Maynard yeah. anywhere on stage. And then they start playing and then you hear Maynard, but you still don't see him. And it took a little while for me to find that he was at the back of the stage. So he's, he's basically behind the drummer. So he's not a focus in focus at all for for the show as being a lead singer, which I thought was amazing. And he's on this platform that's just spinning. And he's got it's him. He's painted all black. He's got some sort of some sort of thing covering up his downstairs. I don't know if it was underwear or what it was because I couldn't fucking see. But he's on stage and he's got his mic and he's just he's he's just crouched over grinding and singing as this platform turns. And the whole show was it was Tool was one of these bands where I I wanted to think of them as just the the feeling and all the aspect that I get from just listening to the album on headphones, that kind of a thing. And you always think kind of like meeting your, 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 your favorite artist or whatever that it, it changes things, but this didn't leave anything to, it, it didn't change anything in a negative way. Like I was so blown away by the stage show, by the, 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 the effects, by the back screens, like it all flowed so perfectly and it was just, it, it was a moment kind of thing not just a concert i thought it was pretty wicked yeah and dane you said you saw them before i did um i saw i saw them during i saw lateralis lateralis and then i saw them again in like 2006 for 10,000 days for i think 10,000 days yeah, that's why. That's what I saw. I, saw I don't. 10, days. I didn't see Lateralis, but mm-hmm. yeah, I remember like he was sort of like behind. He wasn't front, like in center for both. Um, 
I don't remember the first concert, but the second one, he was behind like a blue screen. I remember that. And he had a mohawk and he wasn't wearing, you never sure. That was 10,000 days. That's the one that I saw. He had the big, that was 10,000 days. Yeah. But I don't really remember lateralis. Although like, I'm sure it was a good show. (laughs) (laughs) What year was that? But I was there. What was was, 2002 for lateralis? Yeah. 2002. Yeah. I like yeah. 10,000 days, man. I think uh, I, I'm with you on that, but I think that at the end of 10,000 days, I'm okay with shutting it down. Like, I still like lots of songs off that album. Yeah. Like, there's there's some solid tracks on there. There's definitely solid tracks. I just thought Lateralis was a perfect album, one of the few totally, that I've come I, across. Yeah. yeah. No, so I like it, sort of too. why it stands out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Enema is so good. Yeah, I love Enema, too, yeah. L- so okay, Lateralis that's part is two. That's more mature. Sorry, go ahead, Dean. I was just gonna say, Lateralis for me is more mature than Enema, but Enema was like that one was life changing for me. That album. Well, that sure. was the once again. That's the age that we caught it as too. It was it was something we had never yeah. heard before, and it stood out as something yeah. special. I that's the first tool I ever heard was Enema. I yeah. had never heard of. I didn't hear OP8. Or undertow before that, yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't have any reference. It's funny how I just kind of. I listened in. to a lot of, un- yeah. Undertow was good, and I remember listening to that album. And they had like that that super interesting video on Much Music. It was like this claymation. Yeah, man. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, that's that's the first Tool video I saw too. Yeah. Yeah, they've all been. I mean, like that's the great thing about Tool. Like you know, there's the music, of course, which is like, and I've like had my issues with Tool, but um, the music is is good. But I think Alex Jones is like a visual production guy as well, and I think he had like a big hand in like making the little puppets and all of like the crazy stuff that was was in their videos. Hmm. So I just remember like meat, like going through like a rusted pipe and like, yeah, the videos were just like really strange and kind of disturbing and interesting. And anyway, yep. Um, undertow was decent. And I remember the video was like provocative, but enema was all about like uh, doing drugs <laughs> for me. It was like, I, w- when did enema come out? That's when I was like 94 um, at the end of, yeah, 95 at the end of that album. They ha- yeah. It was, um, all about, yeah oh, it was all about drugs and whatnot. I mean, you, yeah, that was 95. And at the end of that album, um, they have uh, Bill, what's the name of that comedian? And he's talking about um, what it would be like if a newscaster would report on really doing, high on drugs. Yeah. 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 And for me, that was just like, whoa, this is heavy music, but it's it's also like kind of hippie psychedelic and what's going on here? And um, uh, Keenan is talking about his third eye and all of this crazy stuff. It was just like, and all that with um, Alex Gray, I think that's when Alex Gray first started doing their album work or artwork. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, Alex Gray, like... Uh, crazy artist very sort of psychedelic um does a lot of like anatomy stuff and yeah that album was just really that one changed my sort of outlook on music for sure 
But uh, freezing tonight. Yeah, your internet's freezing, pal. He's pulling the Walt Disney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're freezing every once in a while. But yeah, no, I am I? good now. Okay. Yeah. I think it says the door shut, actually. I oh. don't think the internet goes through the door. Open her up. <laughs> Open her up. Let her flow. Um, okay, well then, so Mike, you said that's a four-parter. What's the, that's the first two parts. So what's part three and four? Okay, well, uh, actually going back here to to tool, one more thing was uh, off of Undertow. Uh, I think it was called, was it Bottom? That it had uh, Henry Rollins on it. Yeah. I thought that was rad. And for, for years, I listened to that song and didn't quite know, like I knew the voice, but I always thought it was Maynard. And then it kind of clicked that it was Henry Rollins. So I thought that was that was a pretty rad thing. Uh, but the second one was 2014. So it's Abstract Reality Tour. Now, there was three bands on this. The main one, or the only one that I actually went to go see was Devin Townsend. So Devin Townsend is, uh, he's a heavy metal singer, guitar player from Vancouver. And um, he was in a lot of great, great metal bands, Uh Strapping, strapping young lad. Uh, he had Devin Townsend project, Devin Townsend band. Uh, if you get a chance, check out Casualties of Cool, which is a really chill sort of. It's it's him playing kind of like a Telecaster sort of guitar with a, a female singer. Uh, he also did an album with Steve Vai in 1993 called Sex and Religion. So he was the vocalist on that. And he was also the, he was on the, he, he was on the, the cover art for it too, which is pretty rad. Um, so I went to see Devin Townsend and this was for his album, uh, Ziltoid 2. If you get a chance, check it out. Well worth it. Anything Devin Townsend is, he, he's one of these guys that he just vomits music and brilliance and, He's, he's just a, a super interesting character. But uh, I went to go see Devin, and that his stage performance is, is next level, super entertaining, super engaged with the audience. Um, pure perfection. Everything he does is, is unreal. Uh, so there was that, that that was amazing, and there was two opening bands. One was called Animals as Leaders, they're uh, super technical. Uh, there's two guitar players and a drummer, no vocals. Uh, the two guitar players play eight string guitars. It's very, it's kind of genty, but it's 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 overly technical. Uh, they were okay. I, I only really liked one or two songs of theirs. They were actually quite boring to watch. It uh, when when you see one of these bands that they they look bored on stage playing it kind of thing so that that threw me off but the the second or i guess the the first opener was a band called monuments and they are also kind of a rhythmic technical gent kind of a band and i was so blown away by this band that as soon as they got off stage i went and bought their album i bought the t-shirt i bought the like i bought full into this band and they've uh I think they've have three 
one one EP and like three regular or main full albums, and they're all solid. And I, I've been learning a lot of uh, technical stuff on guitar from from uh, from them lately as well, and it's it's just mind blowing. I keep going back to their one album, and uh, uh, I, I I never get tired of it. So. That's cool. I've never heard of Monument before. Yeah, I, I think I sent you guys a, a couple Spotify links for them, but uh, for that one and the Meshuggah one, just because I figured if I was going to talk about them, it'd be kind of cool if you uh, were a little familiar with it. But uh, it, it was it was really cool too. The the Monuments halfway through, so they've got a at the time they have a new singer now, but at the time they had uh, a singer that was formerly of of another band called Periphery, which is huge in that style genre of metal. And uh, yeah. it, it was it was super cool because halfway through, uh, he comes out on stage with an alto sax and he starts, he starts ripping <laughs> it up with an alto sax. And I thought that was completely, you know, so, so unique. And, and it, yeah, it was, it was rad. So this is Meshuggah. No, this is Monuments. So this, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah this, sorry. this was yeah. Monuments opening up for Devin Townsend. Right. I have to check those out. It's, um, it's Meshuggah, unreal. crazy. Two start and stop for me. I think it's probably one of those bands I will eventually get into. Did you watch that, into, that video just... that I sent of uh, comedian Bill Burr talking about his yeah. experience with Meshuggah the first time? Yeah. <laughs> I have watched that. It's it's awesome and it's cool because Bill Burr is also a drummer, so he goes in and he knows a lot about drumming and it's it's what he studies. And then when you go in there and he's talking about how his he goes to this show and it was in Los Angeles or whatever, and there's a lot of a lot of drummers, famous drummers in the audience that he. You know, he that he idolizes and all of them are losing their mind at this drummer from Meshuggah. It's so unique and so, you know, out of the box, next level kind of thing. It's it, it's super cool. So. Nice. Meshuggah. Dane, what do you got for favorite concert? <laughs> oh, um. So I've been sort of thinking about this throughout the night here, and I keep coming back to uh, a Tea Party concert that I went to. And like, I'm not the biggest Tea Party fan, but I remember going to see them at the Shaw Conference Center. Ooh, I think I was 17 years old. And um, what album was that? Was that uh, Twilight even, or what is it called? I think so. I think they were supporting Twilight. Transmission was came out. Late. I think Transmission came out later. Mike, did we go to this concert? I was at that show. Yep. Okay, so maybe we yep. did. Um, and I remember. Um, so again, like I'm not the biggest Tea Party fan, but back in the day, they were like um, Jeff Martin thought he was Jim Morrison, kind of. But, but um, more talented. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> but that was great because, like, yeah, exactly. He he had like this 
stage presence, which was like, I think he kind of like played a character a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember that night, like he had the crowd in the palm of his hand and it could have been like just my 17 year old brain trying to comprehend what was going on. But the show was tight. And I remember like, it was just, I, I just remember saying to myself, like he has the crowd in the palm of his hand. Like it was so good. It was one of like the first really good concerts that I had ever gone to. And at the end of the night, he like took a picture of the crowd and like, you know, when they take a picture of the crowd that, and this was like probably 96, 97. So he had like a disposable, this wasn't like a phone. It was like a camera that he went and got and took a picture of the crowd. And I think because it was so good that he wanted to like, remember it. So yeah, I've been to a bunch of concerts and, but that one for some reason just sticks out in my head because you know, I haven't forgotten just like how, how good the show was. It was just really good. The sound in that building was always good too. I think I preferred yep. concerts at the Shaw uh, compared to everywhere else. So yeah. The show was good. The show was good. That was, uh, you know, I, I went, I saw them a bunch of times. I saw them at Edge Fest once. I saw them at that show, uh, I think one more time. And then I saw them just fairly recently, right before I left Edmonton, I went with Colin there. Um, the guy that you guys met and huh. he, we went, they played edges of twilight from beginning to end. So they I played that the, show. Nice. I, I, they yeah. came to town here. I wanted to see it so bad. I just didn't go and they were great. And it, and it was kind of cool cause they didn't play it in order. So he kind of just played it in a different order, which was neat. Um, but like they still had it right. Like they were still tight. It was at the Windspear center. So it was like a, like super nice venue to wow. see that in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, they were they were they were solid. Then they played like the encore was just like more tracks that they wanted to that were not off of Edges of Twilight. But um, you know, if you go back to Splendor Solace and you go back to listen to some of that stuff, man, it's really good. Like, you know, so yeah. well done. Yeah, like and, and even Splendor Solace doesn't even sound like Edges of Twilight. Like it's almost kind of like I don't know. There's just some cool tracks on there, like, you know, Turn the Lamp. No, that's the other one. I'm thinking of, uh, I woke up this morning, that one, uh, yep. knocking on my door. Someone's knocking like, at my sun, door. Sun's going down. Sun's I say going hello, sweet Satan. That's the one. Yeah, like, <laughs> so good, man. Just, sun's you know. Sun's going down. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. You know, and the rivers on there. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. And they were different. You know, again, we were talking about last time about the grunge and like, you know, these guys, they didn't sound like anybody else in that whole can rock scene either. Like they were totally different. If you think of all those bands that were big in can rock, none of them really sounded the same, right? They were pretty different. Yeah. And even including moist. <laughs> yep. Moist. 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 <laughs> and you know, a close second, I know we went to this concert. Uh, was Big Sugar at Shaw Conference. Oh, yeah. Man. It was, I was so effing yep. loud, but so clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that again, was, it's it's like these guys. That was sorry? Government Mule? You were at Government Mule. Yeah, yeah. I was at that show yes. too. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and these are these, you know, lead singer guitar players that are just like dripping with talent and they're not trying to be part of any whatever scene. I mean, as far as like I understood when I was a kid, it, like two completely separate bands, but man, they were they were both so so good. 
And like, um, when I moved back to Canada, um, we were driving from Edmonton to Vancouver and we were in Alberta and there's the song, uh, something about like fires in Alberta. There's a heaven in Alberta. I swear to God, I almost like, I was tearing up a little bit. It was just like, yeah. All for a basement or something like that. All hell for a basement. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I remember that show, Dane. I remember that we were, we were, uh, uh, drinking, right? Because you had to go to the back of the Shaw Conference yeah. Center to have a to go to the beer garden, right? <laughs> In the beer yeah, garden, we ran into yeah. your uncle. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, right. So we yeah. ran into your uncle. uncle we were we were having a drink back there, and then all of a sudden, like we had we you and I went and saw Government Mule, and then we came back for whatever, and then we were drinking back there, and then I remember like the bass kicking in for Big Sugar, and we were, like, what is? going on like it was so loud you could feel it rumbling in your guts right and then you get up there yeah. and i mean there wasn't a cooler bass player than that guy like straight out of jamaica yeah he was playing like he had the yo-yo going and he had the like sticking right. his you know his chin out during the beat like it was yeah. just like the coolest thing ever man like and gordy's ripping it and yeah. i don't i don't yeah. lie cheat steal that's it yeah that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that was a good show. And I, you know what? Yeah. I saw them again too later on with Colin. We we went to all these shows again. They were playing at the out by um, not Devon past there. Like, um, where am I thinking? Nisku, Nisku. Yeah, there they were go. playing this venue in Nisku, and we went and saw them there, and they were still good. Like they still sounded good, and you know, like I still like all that stuff, and I still, you know, even listen to Grady. Like, it's good, you know. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool that he did like heavier, like faster versions of Big Sugar songs. Like, I don't know, it's just heavy, was... fast blues. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, it just works. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good one. Um, my I I found the ticket stuff for my. My favorite concert. All right. Presented by Audi. <laughs> Presented by Audi. I didn't even know it's that till right now. Uh, was it April Godsmack? F- no. No. <laughs> it could have been, though. Yeah. Could have been. Um, let's see. How much is this? Show? I was like looking at the price. Oh, these are got no price on uh, Rexall Place, Edmonton, Alberta, April 4th, 2004. Whoa. I was going to say the police. Wow. That's that's my favorite show, man. Like I and the funny thing is about this wow. show is that I didn't even know he was coming. I was sitting in Nicole's parents' house and Nicole's sister's boyfriend was like, "Hey man, like I got these tickets to the show tonight, but I don't really want to go." So like, do you want to take him? And we were like, well, who's playing? And he's like, David Bowie and Nicole and I are like, he's like here. Like we didn't even know he was here. Like it was one of those things, right? I was at that show and too. Were you? Okay. Yep. And I, I was like, yeah, like I'll take him. Like we'll go. And um, like the funny thing is, is like half of Rexall was like, they had, you know how they had to like cover up the, like 
seats up in the top in the event that like you know with the black curtain in the event that it was not sold out and that's basically what they had to do for him like david bowie is playing rexall place and the entire back of the stage is all blacked out can't sit there you can't sit up in the 300 level or like anywhere up top it was just basically like in the front so i don't know how many people were actually there really like quite a few less right like there's still people on the floor but like there wasn't a lot there right like and it was like uh, yeah what was it it was a it was a friday night but it felt like a tuesday night kind of thing right like it just felt like not a lot of people were (laughs) there and i just remember like being absolutely blown away by even him at that stage to be like the he was probably the most professional musician i had ever seen on stage ever like it was so simple and and, yeah and stripped down and yeah yeah like and his stage show was pretty stripped down and like you know i remember him even saying like sorry like you know i'm not like metallica like i'm not going to be dropping f-bombs and like saying like you know up in the top like what's going on like he's like i'm not going to be doing that stuff tonight you know so just so you know but it was just totally laid back and it was just like kind of seeing david bowie like in your living room almost like it was one of those you know impromptu concerts that i didn't expect to go to i got free tickets to it i got to see david bowie for free like are you kidding me like i can't <laughs> even believe that i missed i didn't even know about it right but because i would have gone in 2004 right like i had you know maybe i didn't have any cash back then either but you know what i mean like i would have found a way i think to see somebody like that so yeah it was just cool and it's not like he played all the hits he played lots of stuff off of that album that he was touring for which was reality, the reality tour. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, but I don't know, like to be able to see him and to, and to, you know, I guess the way that he, he went out is like nobody else, you know, that we've ever seen before. Right. Like when I found out that David Bowie had died, I was like, and you know, and then you watch that yeah. other, you know, you watch those videos of his, his stuff on, you know the last album and it's like can't well you can only watch them once kind of thing yep. right like you can't yep. do it again but yeah it was just yeah you know what i'm talking about mike it's just kind of like that vibe in that in the place like it was just it was something about it like it was like you said it was like a moment right like it was it was not yeah. a concert it was a moment for sure and it was yeah. cool too i i, I wow. got free tickets for that as well and i was on the it was the very first balcony uh oh yeah like first row right on the edge center to the stage so i had okay. nobody in front of me it was unreal yeah like there was I me was sitting the on the edge level. and it just dropped down and then it was just stage yeah these are comp tickets so they got them for free i was sitting mm-hmm. in the two 214 section 214 row 30 so i was back mm-hmm. a little ways and it was kind of at an angle but i don't know man it was just neat to see um a legend essentially right like and so so stripped down too it's like like how you were saying how we were saying he's not going to scream or curse or whatever and and the the place was such a great setup where he's he's talking softly into the mic and he's like Mm -hmm. you know pointing up to the the very top nosebleed section kind of can you hear me up there kind of thing like i don't need to yell yeah it was it was was intimate it was so perfect. It was intimate. It, it seemed like a small club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with and no I remember one, he played. With no one in your way. 
That's right. Yeah. And I remember he played under pressure and he had that, like, of course, David Bowie has this unbelievable backup band, but like this female, remember that female bass player that was singing the Freddie yep. Mercury part that was and so just good. killing it, man. Like just yep. unbelievable. So it's just like moments like that. You still remember, you know, and like, um, yeah, just, just cool. Just cool. So it was it was kind of neat to when I went back to those concert tickets and I saw it, I was like, oh, I still have this. Like this is this is cool. Like this is the one I'm picking, kind of thing, right? Like it just came back to me, but it was I kind of knew before I even saw the ticket that this is the one I was gonna pick. But very but cool. yeah, honorable mention from last week though, as I found the last ticket. Prince. Yep. Nice. Wow. Yeah, there's a little difference there. $134 for that ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also very worth it. Going to the Paisley Park theme park. Yep. Always worth it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's my pick. But there's so many. There's so many, you know, like yeah. Yeah. Just so tough. Like what 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 was your first show? What was your first show you ever went to? Who are we starting with? Dane, go ahead. You know, I got to be honest here. It was the Nylons. Uh, <laughs> Nylons. They were famous yep, for singing yes. in the Oye, jungle. Oye. The mighty. Yeah. Yeah. I went with my mom. Uh, whatever. But my first real concert, my uncle Ray took me to see Pearl Jam uh, and they were supporting 10. Wicked. And that was crazy. Eddie Vedder was drinking a bottle of red wine. And he was talking about like, you guys want to know about the American dream? It's a nightmare. One, two, three, four, Jeremy. <laughs> like it was so good. It was, I remember pretty much that entire show. And I think um, I was in grade eight or something like that. Grade, grade eight. seven or grade eight. That like sounds really like young. Yeah, 91, 92. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And I remember like smelling marijuana for the first time and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Damn dirty dopers. <laughs> so yeah, number one, the nylons with my mom, which was pretty fun. Yep. <laughs> and number two <laughs> was Pearl Jam. Where was the nylon? Where were the nylons playing? Oh man, I don't even know. I don't even know. Fuck a million's rec center. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. No, I'm joking. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mike? We're going to go with Ozzy Osbourne for Osmosis Tour. Whoa. And Filter Opening for Short Bus. Oh, yeah. Filter. Yeah. That, oh, was, filter. that was another yeah. unreal one. So That's good. What year was that? I uh, want to say, what was it, 90, was it 96? Four, 93? No, Short 90. Bus, I think, was like 90, 94, I think, for Short Bus. Everything came out in 94. It was, it was, I think it was a little later than that. I think I was grade 10, just going into grade 10, possibly. Yeah, that was, that was my first show was grade 10, too. Yeah. So that was that was the one. I still have I still have the T-shirt that I bought. I didn't show up with a T-shirt, but I still bought that one. So, Aussie or filter? Aussie. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, 95. Nice. 95. So there you go. There yeah. You go. That, that was, was my first show was 95. Yeah, not not a bad that, way to kick that off, I guess. So Dane, I think you were at this show. It was at the Dinwiddie Lounge. Yeah. And it was the presence of the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> were you at that show? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Who opened yeah. up for that one? Chick dig it. Dig it. Chick dig it, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the coolest because they that was the guitar player that put his mic stand like one foot off the ground and he played the entire show yeah. like basically on his knees or like hovering on his knees and he went down to the mic like one foot on the ground and just played it like that. And That's we were like, awesome. This is the coolest ever, yeah. man. These guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just squat the whole time. Yeah. 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 Dinwoody Lounge. That was great another great venue too for for live music. Dinwoody. Yeah. Was, On campus. Yeah. yeah. Dinwoody was fun. Yeah, it was a good mm-hmm. time. So yeah, I, that yeah. was my first show in ninety five. Pot USA. And they were good. They were they were fun. <laughs> a lot of concert. fun. Yeah, you know, don't take yeah. yourself too, too seriously, but they were they were a good time. <laughs> Yeah, they were good. No, it was like a fun, punky, pop punk yeah. show before pop punk was a yeah, thing, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was my first mosh yeah. pit experience too. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have a best mosh pit experience, or was that the only one? No, I did a bunch. Like I did, I did that a bunch. Like we kind of all did that a little bit. You know, we were in there. Just, you know, you lift me up, lift me up. Like, let's go. You know, like, I'm going up, I'm going up. So you try to do that. But, you know, I, I think that kind of, I could probably count on two hands, maybe how many times I ever went up, maybe even on one hand, how many times I did that. But, you know, doing crowd surfing and, you know, in the mosh pit. But, you know, some rougher than others. But, uh, you know, and then you get old and you're like, oh, I'd rather sit in the bleachers the show from a distance right and you're like <laughs> now yeah, now i just see in the circle now i try and find wherever the sound guy is and stand right by the sound guy because i know that's where it sounds the best in the entire venue so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah now we're just music snobs so that's what we want rather than yeah getting in there and getting dirty and bloody yeah too old for that yeah <laughs> yeah getting punched in the face is no longer fun <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was that a punch in the face on purpose oh i don't know it was like it was like the no effect show i was talking about earlier and like some kid just wound up and like smacked me right in the face what did you do i was like oh what'd you do to piss him off come on now (laughs) nothing i mean like (laughs) this was in Oh man, I think it was in Utrecht. So this is like a city in the Netherlands. So I'm in a foreign country and I'm going to see no effects. And yeah, super excited. And I get there and like there, it's really funny because I've had, I've, I've mentioned about, I mentioned a show where I saw the Melvins in the Netherlands and someone turned around and shushed me because I was too loud. That was super bizarre. (laughs) But like when no effects plays, they go off. And like, this was, I I think I was probably... 30 32 too old to be there and it was just too much i mean no effects sometimes are good sometimes are bad they were kind of bad that night and uh 
I remember this kid just winding up and just clocking me right in the nose. And I was like, I'm too old for this. <laughs> I'm out. So I'm out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not a punk rocker. I'm uh, middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> 32 middle-aged. Oh, man, we're in trouble. <laughs> when i'm 64 here we go (laughs) well that's how i felt i mean yeah i quickly went to the back of the room (laughs) stood there (laughs) with all of the other people who are 30 and 40 you know what else kind of reminds uh, me when you're talking about tool mike uh, it reminded me of um saw uh alt j yep so alt j at the show at shaw and that was another really solid show. And they were, the lighting was like bad on purpose, I think, because like you couldn't see anybody on stage. Like it was just like silhouettes and the, the huh. like nothing. Like you couldn't make out faces. You couldn't make out even what guitars they were using. Like it was just silhouettes for the entire show. And I thought that was kind of cool. Like, you know, lots of, lots of different lighting techniques, but, it just made it so that he wasn't like the lead singer wasn't front and center. Look at me, you know, peacock strutting across the stage. It was just like, almost like a sound all as one, you know what I mean? And this, the way that they did the lighting was kind of cool. So yeah, that was in a, but uh, musically too, just a really solid show. It was good. And a very unique good. band. Totally. Yeah. yeah no, they were into those like cats. No, still, that's right. And that one. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, they're, still, they're still doing it. Yeah, they haven't come up with an album in a while, but the last one they did a little bit more like kind of experimental. But the first two, like, like, like they were, they were, they were good. But yeah, just another solid show. And again, there's another one at the Shaw. Like that was probably the last show I saw at the Shaw. Um, and they had the full like the whole side open. So it was like you know when they open up the full deal on the uh, the concert side. So like all the way to the back. So they had the beer gardens way at the back. So you had to go way up if you wanted to listen to them up close. But yeah, it was good. It was a good show. Cool. Huh. Yeah. Is is there a concert that anyone has that they are disappointed that they missed? Oh, so many. Yeah. yeah. Are there are there one or two toppers? <laughs> uh I skipped out on uh had an opportunity to see Soundgarden. At the Shaw Conference Center too, and I did go to that show. What year was that? Like, dang. I guess yeah, whatever album. Maybe like ninety three, ninety four, okay. something or somewhere around there. Whoa. I had a shot and I did do it. So that was that one's at one of the top of my list that I wish. And then the Prince one I talked about before too, going to Axe Music. I wish I would have gone to that too, but <laughs> didn't pick up the phone. So. Anyways, <laughs> what about got, you guys? I got two. Uh, One of them was uh, Motorhead. Yeah. Uh, I've I had opportunities in the past, and I missed them every time for whatever reason. And then I had tickets just before I moved out to BC, and I wasn't able to go because the concert was like two days after I was supposed to move kind of thing. So I wasn't able to go for that. So I was very disappointed to have not seen Motorhead live. Uh, 
which is a huge deal for me and it still hurts. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the other one is, was about 1999 and it was Slipknot at the, I want to say it was the Golden Garner. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that show I missed and I'm still very disappointed about that one. Cause that would have been the super, you know, the, the, I don't want to say peak, but that was, that was a huge, would have been a huge snip in time to experience in such a small room, just that energy. So that only show I saw yeah. at Golden Garter was Danko Jones. Yeah. Opening up for Sloan. Where is this place? Right on, uh, it was right where the slots were in Northlands. Like where the where the casino oh. was, like that, it was like connected to that, yeah. And it was like a kind of like a oh, long. Yeah. Had you been in there, Mike? I had not, and and that was another yeah. thing too, because I missed a different concert that I wanted to see too that got canceled. It was uh, Seven Dust and Cold Chamber at the time, and they oh, were yeah. both supposed to be doing that, and the show got canceled for whatever reason. So uh, I had not yeah, had the opportunity was... to go, but. That's the only band I saw in there. Yeah, Sloan and and that was for free and and Dango Jones and he was opening up and I was like, I remember I went with Kev because it was free tickets and we were sitting in the back having a drink again <laughs> in the beer gardens and Dango Jones come out with his like, my name is Dango Jones but your girl calls me baby and we're like, who is this guy? And then he comes out and play and he puts <laughs> like an entire bunch of bananas in his mouth, like just eats all the bananas in his mouth and just banana after banana the band's still playing and i was like who is this guy like it was again one of those things like you know the opening act was you know that he finished and sloan was like yeah all right thanks like you know we'll leave now yeah but one of those kind of things yeah wow and dane what about you um would have been mastodon in belgium yeah just didn't go stuff came up but we had to me and my friends were talking about going uh belgium was like an hour and 20 minutes oh, away man. so it was probably in brussels it would have been a great show um i think it was like a some kind of metal festival and i don't know the reason why i didn't go but yeah that oh. would stung yeah, that would have been killer <laughs> An honorable yeah. mention. There was a lot of festivals. Sorry, no, go, go ahead, ahead, Mike. I want to add on to something. Oh, like I was that. just going to say there was there was a lot. I remember being quite young and wanting to go to like Glastonbury and uh, all these festivals and and Pink Pop. That that was the big one in the Netherlands that um, I think some friends of mine wanted to go to as well. And I don't know. I just um, busy wasn't able to go. But yeah, big European festivals. I wish I would have like experienced one of them. Um, actually I did. I went to a couple. What am I talking about? But you know, Glastonbury, Pink Pop, Pink Pop were the two that I wish I would have checked out. I was just going to say, uh, I guess honorable mention for me, cause I forgot about it. I had, uh, I had tickets to James Brown and then he died. <laughs> so we got, we got a <laughs> refund on him, but we were going, we were going to James Brown. He was playing, uh, Jubilee, maybe something I can't remember, but, um, 
yeah. So those are the only times I had tickets when somebody died. But Man. that would have been awesome. I, I I was like I was so psyched to see him. I was like I couldn't believe I got a chance to see him, and then kicked the bucket and never got a chance. So wow, yeah, <laughs> would have been wicked though. I would think. Yeah, it's it's crazy with those you know the the older cats and trying to time when you can see them and you know I yeah. saw I saw Buddy Guy and he that was a rad show. I saw BB King. And that was quite up there. Uh, that was a cool show because it was it was such a small venue, and um, partway through the show, the power went out. So all you like, you know, all the instruments are done, all the amps are done. Uh, all you can see is like the the glowing exit signs, and BB uh, King sitting on his chair with Lucille, and one of his roadies brings over uh, a little. It's called a pig nose amp. So it's a little, um, not even eight inch speaker. It's battery powered kind of deal. So he brings out this little amp and he plugs Lucille into there. And then, you know, BB King plays for a couple wow. songs until the, it's super intimate. And, and he plays a couple songs until they finally get the power going again. But I thought that was, uh, that was, that was another one that, uh, the experience, not just the concert. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, I was at that wow. show too, and I was at the follow up. And the fall, fo- <laughs> the follow up. I took my dad, and I turned over. I turned to look at my dad, like two songs in, and he was fast asleep. Oh, <laughs> fast, fast asleep, man. BB <laughs> King's just shredding on stage, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, you're just passed out in the Julie Auditorium. As soon as the lights go out, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you know, elbowing him, trying to get him. I'm like, come on, like you know this is bb king like we're talking about the heritage act like let's go right no so i sat there like the entire time just watching the show by myself (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious and then you wake up every once in a while like when it was like the song is over and then just start like clapping you just start clapping (laughs) and then and then back again yeah so yeah that was both those shows but the pig those one was good he was he was good. Like I said, anytime you see some of those heritage acts, they're just they're almost like on another level because I think they've done it so much. You know, well, and how many, how many oh man. shows did that guy I played? saw George Clinton a couple of years ago. Oh, sweet. and like yeah. <laughs> that's what we thought. Oh, <laughs> so we're we're expecting Funkadelic, right? We're just like, yeah, it's yep. gonna be so good. He's got 20 musicians on stage. And they're all high as F. They are high. And the music's pretty good. They're kind of jam, jamming along. And he stands up for maybe the first two songs. And then the rest of the concert, he just like grabs a chair. And like he's he's got like a normal haircut. Dreads are gone. Like he's just in like a regular suit. He just sits down on the chair and just starts smoking weed like crazy <laughs> throughout the whole show. He's just like watching his band play and every now and then like singing into the mic. But it was like, he's like 80. Sometimes when it's done, it's yeah. done. He's yeah. Old. Right. And we were just like, oh man, we're just expecting like George Clinton from like Funkadelic yeah. 1970, whatever. Yeah. But no, it was completely different. It was still fun to say that we saw him, but yeah. Not the same. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you could watch <laughs> these bands in their prime, you know, back it up all those times, you know, go see Janet Jackson back then, go see George Clinton in the seventies, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, back all those things up like 20 years and then you're like there. Right. But I think even in our market, you know, in Edmonton, when we were kids, we were lucky to get whoever we could get, you know, it felt like, you know, and then yeah. they started getting more yeah. and more. And I think Edmonton kind of got put on the map that way where they were just, you know, we'd get shows in Calgary wouldn't, you know, kind of worked like that a lot of times, but yeah. Yeah. Now Garth Brooks plays nine shows in a yeah, row. All in sold out. He plays like three shows a day. It's like, <laughs> yeah. wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, uh, Maybe we have, I mean, well, Edmonton, great audiences. And maybe that's like a testament to watching Oilers hockey as kids and just being, you know, loud vocal fans, supporters of whatever mm -hmm. they're watching. But, yeah. 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 It's, I don't know what it is, but it, it got better, you know, too. But like you think about all those bands that we wanted to see, like you weren't seeing, you know, Stone Temple Pilots rolling through Edmonton in 1995, 96. I never... And that would, would not happen, right? Yeah. Like, you're not seeing Red Hot Chili Peppers. You're not seeing any of those kind of bands that during that time just off the top. It, those guys are not coming to a town near you, you know? But Speaking of Stone Temple Pilots, do you remember that show, Mike, in like 2000? Went down to Calgary? 7, yeah. 2008? That was so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. They just like got back together for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that was, uh, it was so good. It was so good just seeing them for the first time, you know, it was just like, it kind of, that's the kind of band that it felt like you saw them in 94 or 95, right? Like it was just yeah. that good. And, you know, I just remember belting it out to everything that they were doing and watching Scott on stage was like watching something I couldn't take my eyes off. It was just so cool, right? So dressed so well and like, it was it was Scott in all his the Bowie's moves. in his Bowie years. Yeah. Yeah. Just Scott Scott yeah. just trying to be Bowie for the last <laughs> little bit, which was rad. Yeah. Just love that. Yeah. It was yeah, that was a great show. That was a great show. That was uh Virgin. Virgin Fest. Right. Yeah. I remember yeah. too, it was uh three days grace that opened up before them and it was Corblun. Corblun was playing right before right. that too. And that's well, kind of when we showed up. Raconteurs. Who, who was the other headliner? Was it Violet and, Femmes? What am I? Uh, no, it was... Oh, um, Flaming Lips. Uh, Flaming Lips. Yeah. That's who else we saw was Flaming yeah. Lips. Uh, God, get they were good up. too. Yeah. So good. He was in that big bubble. Yep. Going through the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah they put on a show. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dallas Green was there. And Raconteurs and... That was on another the day? Nationals? No. Maybe. Yeah, I think that was like the next I thought day. it only went one day. Dallas Green or yeah, Corbland? Dallas Green was there too. Him. Oh, maybe my... I know it was Corbland for sure. Corbland, yeah, Three Days Grace, and then Flaming Lips and SDP. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was good. That was good. For an outdoor show too, that was... I thought that was... Like the sound was good too. We were kind of a little bit of a ways back. We weren't even right up yeah. front, and it was just. It, we were close for SDP. Yeah. Were we? I thought yeah. we were further back. No, we we pushed pretty decent close. So. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. It was one of those memorable shows. 
was the right night. You know, weather was good. Child was good. It was fun. That was lots a tough, of those shows. That was yeah. a tough drive back though. Oh yeah. I, I got right, us I all the way back to your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Iron Manning it all the way back because we don't have any friggin' money back then. It's the like whole way. Yeah, I'm not paying for a hotel room, not a chance. Nope. <laughs> we'll go out to the show, go over a drink after the show, and then start driving home to Edmonton. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, lots lots of good memories from all these shows. You know, just even kind of rolling through some of these in my mind and thinking of some of the best ones that I've been to. And a lot of times you guys were at those shows too. You know, like that's that's the kind of thing sometimes I remember you guys being there and sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask, yeah, were you at that show? I can't remember, man. I think I remember your presence there. I can't place it though. But all right, that's it for episode eight. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please subscribe and comment on our YouTube, like and share on Instagram at B-Sides and Beers Podcast. Follow on Spotify, subscribe, rate, and share on Apple Podcasts, pretty much every other streaming platform. Thanks a lot. Cheers.